be seated. What a wonderful, wonderful blessing that we have this morning to be all together as we celebrate our All Saints Sunday and as we come together in God's name to sing praises and to be filled with His presence. Now we can also have a wonderful opportunity as we lift our joys and concerns before God's throne. We want to celebrate some birthdays with us this week as as we have lives among us who are having celebrations so that we can thank God for those lives among us. And they're Aaron Forbes, Robert Hall, and Terry Anderson. Thanks be to God for those lives and those blessings within us. Are there others you'd like to lift before the congregation this morning? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Holy and awesome God, we thank you that on this gloomy, rainy morning... First of all, we thank you for the rain, the much-needed rain that we need in our communities. But Lord, we just thank you for filling this place with your spirit and with your light so that we may praise you and that we may be about your business in this community. Lord, we just thank you for the lives among us who are celebrating birthdays this week and we just ask special blessings on them as they celebrate. Lord, we just thank you for for all the lives that are represented here this morning and all the families and for all the blessings that you have given to us. Lord, we know. We know that there are times on our hearts when, when we don't know how to put things into words. We, we're grieving. We're hurting. We're, we're, we're ill. We have illness in our families. But Lord, what we do know, we know that you are in the midst of those situations, that you are the ultimate healer. You are the one to bring comfort, and you are the one to bring peace. And Lord, we just ask you in this silence that follows for you to hear those things which we don't know how to put into words. Lord, for all that you say, for all that you are, and for all that you do in our lives, we give you praise and glory as we pray together the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation. But deliver us from evil, for that is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Another blessing that we have this, this time is to give back to God a portion of the blessings that God has given to us. So if our ushers will come forward this morning, we will pass the plate. Uh, and if our children will hold off until after the offertory to meet Stephanie in the back, that will be helpful today. <laughs>
stand and sing together. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God all creatures here below. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God the source of all our gifts. Praise Jesus Christ who's power of bliss. Praise the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy and awesome God, for these gifts that you have given to us, that we have the opportunity to return to you, we give you thanks. Lord, may you receive this, these gifts. May you bless these gifts and use these gifts to further your kingdom on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated and our children may join Miss Stephanie at the back. Got a lot of moving parts in today's worship. Lots of moving parts. But we also take time this morning as uh, we remember those saints who have gone before us. Uh, the five that we, have, we are honoring today are the ones who are, uh, have um, been members of this congregation. And after we read their names, uh, I'll read their names, we'll ring a bell, family members will bring up uh, their rows. And after that is done, we will lift up names of others who may not have passed this year or may have passed this year, but others in our lives who have been saints to us that we want to lift up because we are all of part of the communion of saints, which whether we're here, whether we've gone on to glory, but we want to remember those names at this time. Rebecca or Becky Alexander. Amber Marie Ortiz. Harold Lee Pugsley. Stephen Gregory Seaton. Richard Lavoy Taylor. Now, if you would like to lift up others' names, please do. Ray Hall.
Let's pray together. Holy God, we pause this day to remember those who you have placed in our lives to lead us in whatever way they led and whatever they brought into the lives of ourselves and of others. We give you thanks, Lord. We thank you for a time to remember these saints. And Lord, give them a hug for us today and let them know how much they're loved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, beginning with verse 32. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed and spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus said, Again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and with a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Mary, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there's been a stench because he's been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. Then he said, then he, when he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to him, them, unbind him and let him go. And then from Re- Revelation 21.1, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eye, death will be no more, mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated in the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. The word of God for the people of God. Y'all still out there with me this morning? Good. It's good to have everyone with us. We welcome those who are with us in person and online. And we want everybody to know that you are part of the family of Good Shepherd. If it's your first time joining us today, welcome to the family. Uh, we're like all families. We're, we're good, bad, and indifferent, but we love each other, and that's what's important. So we want to thank uh, everyone for being with us today. Every time you smile at someone, it is an action of love, a gift that pers- that to that person and a truly beautiful thing. 
Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Prayer is an act of love. Words are not needed. Even if sickness distracts from thought, all that is needed is the will to love. Act as if everything depended on you. Trust as if everything depended on God. The absolute heart of loyalty is to value those people who tell you the truth, not just those people who tell you what you want to hear. In fact, you should value them most because they have paid you the compliment of leveling with you and assuming you can handle it. No life of faith can be lived privately. There must be overflow into the lives of others. God has strength, has given us two hands, one to receive with and the other to give with. Racial prejudice, anti-Semitism, or hatred of anyone with different beliefs have, has no place in the human mind or heart. As we began to dream about the future of Good Shepherd United Methodist Church and how to engage our neighbors by seeing, loving, and serving them, these words of wisdom are only a few of the countless saints of the world that we, that we are fitting to celebrate today. The saints who have gone before us, those we know, those we don't know, and those we have simply heard from this morning. These saints, both ancient and modern, patterned their lives in a way that glorified God and left words of wisdom by which we should pattern our lives. These words bring us to actions that enrich the quality of our existence and our relationship with God. To smile, to love, to pray, to trust, to be loyal. Each of these actions challenge us to live faithfully as we give hope and bring joy into the lives of others by shining Christ into a darkened world. These words of encouragement and hope enable us to form a foundation that points us to God and our God-given mission, vision, and strategic objectives. Today we celebrate All Saints Sunday, a day in the liturgical year set aside to honor the persons in our midst who have passed from this earthly life and are living among the saints of glory. This day of remembrance connects us with the church universal and the communion of saints. These folks we honor today have left indelible stamps on our lives through their words and their actions. They've impacted our lives and the lives of countless others through their generosity, wit, and compassion for persons whom they encountered. They have helped us form a foundation of faith that supports generations to come. When we think of saints, we often think of individuals who have been granted sainthood, who lived a long time ago and did some miraculous or wonderful thing that enabled them to be elevated to sainthood. Folks like Mother Teresa, St. Francis of Assisi, St. Teresa of Avila, or St. Ignatius of Loyola. However, we could all name some of the saints who have lived among us and who have impacted our own lives in their wisdom and caring. These folks exemplified the life of Jesus in words and deeds and pointed others to Christ through their life. 
from these folks. We learned how to live. We've learned how to love and how to learn, and we've learned wisdom. The longer we live, the more saints we encounter. But most of us could list on one hand those folks who have uniquely qualified as saints in our own lives. Folks who have imparted wisdom that sticks in our mind and shapes who we are. So what is wisdom? Wisdom can be, identified, can be defined as the trait of using experience and knowledge with common sense and insight. Wisdom is something that comes with age and experience, but that can often come from the mouth of babes. Wisdom can be in the form of words to live by or from actions that speak louder than words. All of us have folks in our lives who have spoken words of wisdom to us that that we truly live by or, or that have shaped our own life. Some words of wisdom are funny quips, while others are profound statements that shape who we are that can never be forgotten. Who is it in your life that, that has given you words of wisdom? Was it a parent, a grandparent, maybe a teacher? Was it a trusted friend, a co-worker, or maybe it was just a mere acquaintance? Whoever it was, I venture to guess that you could name the time, place, and person for which you first heard these words. My dad... He was a saint both in glory and in words and actions. He taught my sister and I wise things, both in his words and actions, and, and for those things I'm eternally grateful. There were some phrases that I now know to be wise that drove me a little crazy as a child. And one of those phrases was, it pays to be particular. That was one of his favorites, but one that usually caused me to roll my eyes. However, it taught me to do things right the first time and to pay close attention to those details if I wanted an an excellent final product. Now, my mama never let me leave the house without telling me not to get grounded. Now, I never was sure about that wisdom, uh, particularly if I wasn't going near a body of water, but I took it to mean that to be careful with my actions and not to harm or hurt myself or others. Now, my principal for many years shared several wise and wonderful statements over the years, some of which might not be really pulpit-friendly, but all of which were worthy of remembrance and fitting for the situation. She loved that story of the geese flying in a V formation. She never failed to open the school year with that story of the geese, and most of her faculty could could recite that, uh, that story from memory. And the story illustrated that when we work together... We share the lead. We don't leave someone hurt and alone. And the task is always easier and more efficient when we work together. Each of these individuals have gone on to glory, but their wisdom and their actions have guided and left impression on many lives. Because of these individuals, many lives have been shaped for the better and introduced to Christ through their actions. My dad, my mama, my principal were wise sages in my life who throughout their actions and words helped guide me into the person I am today. So I want you to take that index card that Miss Shirley gave you as you came in this morning, and I want you to write that person's name at some point who has impacted your life. Now, you're going to need those later, so if you need to doodle on that page, that's fine, but please put a name on that. While these earthly saints, both of the past and in our own lives, leave us with valuable and lifelong wisdom, 
It is the wisdom of Jesus that we find in in the wisdom of Jesus that we find true meaning and comfort in our life's journey. It's wonderful to honor these past saints and individuals in our lives, but none of their actions to which their words call us would be possible without the life and words of Jesus. It is in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that we witness true love in action. It is in the consistency and faithfulness of God that we learn the meaning of trust. It is through prayer that we can gain strength to live faithfully, forgive others, and to spread joy and shine the light of, others, of, the light of Christ into a hurting world. In today's scripture, we read of a grieving family. Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, were considered to be in the inner circle of Jesus. Lazarus had died. Jesus had known he was ill, but he waited three days to make his appearance. In his delay, those first century witnesses, and we as readers today, we get to see just how Jesus had been three days late, but that he was right on time. When Jesus first got the word of Lazarus' illness, Mary and Martha had hoped that Jesus would come and, and heal their brother. But Jesus had a greater plan in mind. He waited. He waited until Lazarus had died before he even headed to Bethany. We pick up this story as, as Mary declares that if Jesus had gotten here a bit sooner, Lazarus would not be dead. And Martha was worried about the smell of, of the coming from the tomb when Jesus ordered the tomb to be open. Now, this scene is unfolding just like it might today as the humanness of Mary and Martha begins to override their faith in Jesus. Mary is looking to place blame and Martha is complaining about the way Jesus is going about this unfolding miracle. And, God, and grief has just overwhelmed them. But grief has a way of doing that to folks. When we're grieving over a loss, a loss of a person, a loss of a relationship, a, a loss of what once was we tend to look for some, somewhere or someone to place blame. Or we begin to complain about things, how things are being done. We lose our focus on what really matters. We forget that Jesus was, was not with us as the great architect whose master plan is beyond our understanding. We forget that Jesus' plan is not, about, is not all about us, but for a greater glorification of God. We forget to listen. We forget to listen to the words of Jesus to Martha. Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you will see God's glory? These are wise words of Jesus. Just believe. Hold on to your faith. And God's glory will shine brighter than you can ever imagine. Then it happens. Jesus thanks God for what is about to be and shouts, Lazarus! Come out! Lo and behold, out walks a man who's been dead three days, and Jesus says, unbinding and letting go. These events that took place were, were not really what someone expected as they headed to Lazarus' tomb that day. No one expected a miracle to occur. Their human limitations expected a grieving Jesus to head to the tomb and honor his friend. The human limitations of the crowd expected the usual tears and condolences. The human limitations of those present expected to leave the tomb of Lazarus feeling the pangs of grief and sting of loss and the uncertainty of things to come. <laughs> but Jesus, Jesus had another plan. Jesus is a man of the unexpected. 
Jesus provided miracles but expected those with him to respond. He commanded the crowd to unbind Lazarus and let him go. There's wisdom in these words of of Jesus as always. He first commands Lazarus to come out of the tomb and then he he commands the others to unbind him. Both commands require a response. Lazarus must get up out of the tomb and the others must unwrap the grave cloths so that Lazarus and everyone involved could continue to do the task that God has called them to do. Good Shepherd United Methodist Church finds itself in several places in this same scenario. We are both inside and outside of the tomb. We are bound inside the tomb with decades of dead and scarce living, binding us from being the church that we are called to be. We stand outside the tomb with the real possibility of retiring the debt by the end of this year so that we can realize the dream of being the church on this side of the country or county that that glorifies God and become the go-to church in this community so that we may be the church for mission, outreach, and service. As Lazarus, we must get up and leave the tomb of past circumstances and walk into the future with faith that all will be well. As the crowd witnessing the miracle, we must do our part to unwrap the grave clothes and by retiring the debt and continuing to live uh, to give of our time and our talents and our resources as we faithfully move into the future. We, we must declare that we're ready, that we're willing and that we're able to answer God's call on this faith community. The wisdom for us as a church today is that we must respond to what God commands us to do. We must come out. We must come out of our church-bound pews. We must come out of our comfort zone, come out of what, we, what has always been done. We must come out of our safe ways of doing church, come out of our fears and of our failures and of our complacency, And come out to whatever is holding us back from doing God's will. We must come out. Come out and allow someone to unbind us from our past, from our fears, from our failures, from whatever it is that's binding us from moving into the future of what God is calling us as individuals to see and to do as a church. We must come out. Come out out into the presence of a living Savior who is there to guide our steps, embolden our dreams, and bless our efforts. We must remember the wise words of the one seated on the throne that we read from Revelation today. See, I'm making all things new. These words are trustworthy and true. I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. God is reminding us that we have, that we need to have complete trust in God. God was the one at the beginning of time and will be at the end of the world and at the end of our lives. God is present with us today just as God was present with those in whose lives we honor today. God is present as, just as present with us today as God was present with the saints of the ages. God is present with us today just as God was present with those whose vision, whose first vision it was to form Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. God is present with us today, just as God will be present with those in the future long after all of us have gone on to be saints of glory. May we honor the heritage of those who have gone before us 
by living our lives in such a way that others can see Christ living in us. May we let our lives reflect the love of Christ, shine with the light of hope, bring the joy of salvation that only life and faith can give. May we be the church as individuals and be that church for others who have been the church to us. And let us be a faithful conduit of Christ's love, hope, and joy. We began today taking our first steps towards discerning what the future of Good Shepherd United Methodist Church will be. Your leadership team, your staff, your church council have all been praying for the future of Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. It is now time for all of us to join together in focused prayer to pause and to listen for the voice of God as it collectively reveals to us. J.R. comes to us today to help us begin to focus on topics for prayer and the discernment as we move forward. Well, good morning, church. Morning. Uh, for those of you that might not know, my name is J.R. Baker. Uh, Mitzi and I actually began attending Good Shepherd in 2005 as expectant parents looking for a church home. Had the honor throughout the years to serve Good Shepherd as interim music minister, staff parish chair, lay leader, and church council chair. Uh, but I think Mitzi and I would both say that watching our children be raised up in this church has been more of an honor than any of those. Uh, we've been through, we've been here through all the ups and downs, but know that God has always been and continues to be faithful to this church. So I come to you today with a challenge. We spent much of this year talking about Isaiah 43:19 and the new thing that God is doing in Good Shepherd's future. In our spring churchwide leadership meeting, we discussed many of the challenges facing not just Good Shepherd, but all churches as we recalibrate to a post-pandemic world. We looked at data that told us of the challenges we face in a society where the church does not hold the same priority as it once did in people's lives. At our last church council meeting, we discussed how we should adapt our vision and mission moving forward to address these challenges, but realized that we could only do that if we started with prayer. So today I'm asking you to join me in a month of prayer for the future of Good Shepherd United Methodist Church to discern what that new thing is that Good Shepherd is doing in our, or that God is doing in our midst. I'm asking you to listen to God for a clear vision of what our purpose is and for who we are called to minister for. Ephesians 1.11 says, It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Then we saw in the Scripture today about the wonders that the Lord can accomplish through the story of Lazarus. We kept reading in John 11, verse 45 says, Therefore many of those who had come to visit Mary... After seeing what Jesus did, believed in him. Don't you believe that God has grand designs for Good Shepherd? Haven't we seen at Good Shepherd what Jesus can do? As a church, we need to take time as a congregation to reach out to God and ask him to place on our hearts what those designs are. We need to take time to acknowledge what he has done in our midst and believe he will continue to work in the life of our church. So what does this look like? I want to give you three options. First, each day, I ask you to pray at 5.03 p.m. Now, 
it's a weird time. But Psalm 5.3 says, Lord, you hear my voice. I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. So during this time at 5.03 each day, you can pray for God's continued blessings on Good Shepherd, for the staff and the congregation of Good Shepherd, for a vision of the church that God wants us to be, and for discernment on who we are called to serve as a church. So that's option one. Option two, for the next five Wednesdays, I ask that you join me at 6.30 a.m. in the chapel for a time of devotion and communal prayer. We'll join together before our day begins to lift up prayers of thanks and discernment for that vision and for those people we want to serve. So 6.30, we'll be out by 7 so we can get to work, but a time for us as a congregation to come together and do that. And then finally, in a few minutes, you're going to receive a card that looks like this. Uh, on this card, there's a prayer that's been uh, written. Take this prayer card home. Place it somewhere that you can see it. Put it on your, on your bathroom mirror, on your refrigerator. Put it in your car somewhere so that each day you can take a, a moment and pray this prayer for vision and discernment for the church. Will you join me in listening to God's will for Good Shepherd? Will you join me in asking him to do the work that only he can do? After we've spent this month in prayer for Good Shepherd, there will be opportunities for you to share what he has placed in your heart, and we look forward to hearing those visions and for how they will shape the future of this church for the glory of the Lord. Good Shepherd is and always will be a United Methodist Church. We are here on this corner of the county for a reason. We've weathered many storms or we wouldn't still be here if God didn't have a plan for us. Now we have some prayer stations set up through the church. And in just a minute the, the music's going to come and play behind us. I want us all to come down through the center aisle. As you do that, there is a, there is a prayer center that talks about the church. You're going to pick up a card. You're going to bring your card of the saint that you've written down. And the altar is here for you to pray. But as you pick up a card, I also want you to pick up a rock. And that rock is there to remind you. Put it in a pocket. Put it in your shoe. Put it in something that's going to go everywhere you go. To remind you to pray. All times throughout the day. And when that rock disturbs you, pray for Good Shepherd. When you leave the altar after you've prayed with, about your saint... And as you've prayed about your church, you're going to leave through the outside aisles. And there's another prayer station. And that's where you will find J.R.'s card and, and uh, that he talked about that has the prayer that we're all going to be praying together this month for our church. So as you come, come with open hearts, come with open minds, come with open ears, and let us let God speak.
Will you pray with me? Lord, we just come to you today and we just ask you for your vision, Lord. We ask you to help us to listen. We help us to open up our hearts to what you would have this church be, who you would have this church be a church for. Lord, we would just ask that you would give us, give this congregation a holy discontent, Lord, that we can be more for this community, that we can be more for the people that are in these pews. We can be more for the people that aren't in these pews yet, Lord. Help us to be that church. Help our yes to be yes and our no to be no to the things of this world. Lord, as we go through this month of November, give us the wisdom of the saints. Give us the ability to listen. Give us that peace and stillness in our hearts to know that you're there, that you're speaking, and that your Holy Spirit lives among us and lives among our church and set us on fire, Lord, to be a church for you. Let us know what that looks like. In your name we pray. Amen. I'd like to invite Claire and Brock up to join us. Um, We're excited this morning that Claire and Brock are coming to join us officially, and Millie as well. Um, She'll be here in a few weeks. (laughs) We're excited about that. But Brock comes to us from a United Methodist Church in Wisconsin, and Claire comes to us from a Catholic church. And I'll ask you one question. Will you be loyal to this congregation and uphold it with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? All right, so they, Claire and Brock Potter are now. They've been part of the family for some time, but now it's official, so uh, y'all can slide back and folks can, can welcome you as we, as we go. So I will. We're going to sing again? Let's, okay, well, I'm going to pray. Holy God, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for the challenges that you placed before us, and we thank you, Lord, for your presence in this church. Lord, we just ask that you take all the things of the world away from us and that we may glorify you in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.